0: It's May the 5th 2021 and this is episode 53 of Running 44 at 60 and there are just 17 days to go to the Running 40 orbit, the classic quarter from Lizard Point to Land's End. So it's, it's in this episode I just wanted to reflect on the fact that the training is essentially done now and the next big step is to get the mindset Right, you know, because this is a big challenge and I've got a plan I want to share with you in terms of how I'm going to do the mindset part of it. So that's what we're going to do on today's show. So it's hard to believe that uh, I started this venture on the 5th of February, 2019. Because that's when I was speaking at a business conference in Cornwall and the headline speaker was a guy called Jim Lawless. And Jim was talking about taming tigers, going and doing things, bold things that push you outside your comfort zone. And at the time, I was thinking I would do a third marathon when I was reaching a landmark birthday in 2021. But listening to Jim, that was when I upgraded it. So it's funny in life, isn't it, how these things happen. If I hadn't have been invited to be a speaker at that conference and you know, get paid for doing it as well, which is kind of nice... Um, I wouldn't have been listening to Jim, and I probably wouldn't be recording this podcast now talking about running 44 at 60. So it's just those seminal moments, isn't it? You know, the, the kind of sliding doors moment. So um, had I would I have gone to the conference had I not been a speaker? Well, I might have done, I suppose. Who knows? But the point is that, you know, it happened. I was there, and I took the opportunity... <laughs> to decide to do this. And boy, what a journey it's been. And I, I have to say, it's, I can't believe you know, how, how fast it is now accelerating. Because I did a quick calculation, and uh, that conference was on the 5th of February, 2019. Today's the 5th of May, 2021. So that's 27 months. So, <laughs> um, 820 days, actually. I, I did a little uh, Google search. How many days? Uh, 820 days, and now there are just 17 to go. Because, you know, and it's interesting, isn't it? You know, from a mindset point of view, sometimes, you know, it's all bravado, isn't it? How many times have you found yourself in that situation where, you know, you've been to and you've been, you know, involved in a conversation? I don't know. You might have had a couple of beers. Who knows? But you're going to, yeah, I can do that. Yeah, yeah, I'll do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) And then reality dawns about what you might have let yourself in for. And uh, that that dawn, that reality dawning is is happening with me to a certain degree because um, it was an odd feeling actually on Saturday when I, I completed my almost 13-mile run around Trellising. And this was the part two of back-to-back runs. And I'd read in a few different places that, that one of the best ways to train for an ultra as you get closer to the end of your training is to do back-to-back runs so in other words you know you do I did 16 and a bit miles on Friday and then almost 13 miles on Saturday so 29 miles in what roughly a 24 26 hour period I suppose and I've done that I think three times now have I done that three times I'll have to check I think I've done that three times and it was when I finished the Saturday one it was a kind of relief, you know, that oh, I know now that I'm not going to be running any more long runs between now and then. And I calculated that since the beginning of 2021, I've run 10 plus miles on 16 occasions. Now, <laughs> now when I think back to when I joined Truro Running Club in October 2018, and yeah, I had, had I'd run a couple of marathons under my belt at that stage, but the last one had been in 2010. And I remember doing going out on the out and back circuit, and I didn't know what out and back was. <laughs> and uh, there was somebody reading out and said, oh, "All right, 15 minutes, 20 minutes, 25 minutes." So I assumed that um, everyone was running the same distance, and that if you uh, did the 25 minutes, you'd be going a lot slower than the 15 minutes. So I put myself in the 25 minute group. <laughs> And it was only when we got going and uh, I was thinking, God, these guys are pretty swift. (laughs) And uh, I realised then that actually what was happening is that they were running hard for 25 minutes and then see if they could do the same on the way back. So I should have been in the 15-minute group, but I was in the 25-minute group and I ended up doing about seven miles and the club chairman, Colin Babe, (laughs) was one of the leaders of that group and ended up running at the back with me and you know, poddling along and while I was struggling to keep up. But the point being is that seven miles seemed a long way. And I remember getting back thinking, oh my gosh, I've run seven miles for ages. And I was kind of really pleased about running seven miles. But if I went out for a run now, I wouldn't think anything of running seven miles or even 10 miles. And, and, And I think this is the thing about the mindset in running is that, and this is what a lot of people have suggested to me, is that you start, you kind of get used to the idea of running longer distances. It becomes more, not easier, but in your mindset, you think, oh, well, I could do that, you know. So I was talking to some of my old college friends about this, who've been, you know, done odd bits of running, but not for a while. And one of them said, well, if we had a half marathon tomorrow, Trevor, how would you feel about that? And I said, well, Absolutely fine. I just, I'd be very, very, very confident of just not going out and running a half marathon tomorrow. And if I think back to the beginning of two thousand and nineteen, um, that would have been a big, a big, big challenge. And I, looking at my notes, I, you know, two thousand nineteen was the last year, wasn't it, when we did lots of events. And I ran seven half marathons that year, and uh, and I remember doing two in a sort of back to back Sundays. Uh, Cardiff and Eden I think it was and uh, I had a one fifty five in Cardiff which was nine minutes quicker than I'd run Cardiff 27 years earlier <laughs> so I was very pleased with that and I was making a big fuss about the fact that you know I was going to only have a week between half marathons <laughs> and I was thinking oh can I do that will I be able to make it you know and that and that was that was only what 18 months ago. And then you know I've just come off the back of a weekend where I ran uh, ran Friday sixteen miles and a bit, and Saturday virtually a half marathon then as well so it is interesting, isn't it, how you adapt your mindset and um, uh, some of you may know that cricket really is my main sport and and there are lots of carryovers when I was thinking about cricket because I was I, well I still am I, I'm hoping <laughs> I'm still playing for Cornwall at senior level and um When I go out to bat, you know, I always have a plan um, to, you know, my plan is to score 100, 100 runs. Now, a lot of people I play cricket with are more than capable of playing great shots that could, if they strung them all together, get them 100 runs. But I suspect their mindset is more about thinking if they get 20, that's great. Whereas I'm not interested in 20. I'm only interested if I've got the time and I've got the opportunity to score 100. So I break it down and how I'm going to score that 100. And I, you know, into little, little sections. And that's exactly what I'm doing now with the classic quarter. I'm breaking it down into various sections. So I've broken it down into two different types of section, if you like. So section, first section number one is I've divvied the whole course up into three mile sections, 5K sections. And uh, I started to do that last year when I ran half of it. So I, I kind of, what I did last year, I practiced this last year when I did half it. So every three miles, I'm recording a little bit of, uh, for this podcast. And then I go on to eat something, make sure I've got a drink going on, uh, anything at all like that. And all of that might take me, I don't know, uh, the best part of half and three quarters of a mile to do. And therefore, it's not very long before I've got to do it again. So, you know, just having that sort of thing, right, I've got to do this every three miles. I mustn't forget to do it. And I remember in, um, when I was training uh, for my first two marathons back in, you know, 2005, 2010, uh, when I was doing 20-mile runs, every, after 10 miles, I would eat something on the, um, uh, like a Jelly Baby or gel or, well, yeah, something, uh, every half mile, and I would have a little sip of drink every mile. And again, I'm going to do that. So I'm having a little sip of drink every mile during the classic quarter. I'm having a bigger drink ooh, every three miles, <laughs> waving my hands about and banging the microphone. Um, so I've got 15 of those sections to, to tick off. Because I remember, um, I, think, I think it was Edward Chapman, probably Andy Goundry or maybe, and maybe Colin Bathe as well, I think all said to me during their interviews, you know, don't stand on that start line. I think you've got 44 miles ahead of you because that will be quite daunting. And it is, you know, <laughs> on the, uh, I was in the Turo Farmer's Market on Saturday and I went to the, com- there's a community veg stall, which I think comes from St Agnes. And there's a couple of guys who alternate running it and they bring their, uh, one brings their son, one brings his daughter and their kids are about, I don't know, seven, eight, nine, something like that. So, he, you know, I've got to, got into conversation with them over the time and they know about this run I'm doing. And one of the, the guy said, he said, so how long have you got to do now? And I said, well, it's about two and a half weeks. And he said, how long is it? I said, 44 miles. And he said to his son, Cracky, if we set off from here, 44 miles, how far is that then? Where do we get to? And his son said, Exeter, <laughs> which is about 90 miles from Truro, I think. So, um, yeah. Uh, anyway, so you so that's breaking it down into one lot. Now, the second group uh, I've broken it down into is four quarters. Now, the obvious way of breaking four quarters down, if it's 44 miles, is 11 miles each. But clearly, that's not the way to think about it, you know. You offer, if you've done any reading up about marathons or training in marathons, you will know that a lot of people say the second half of the marathon starts at 20 miles. And when I ran, uh, I remember running my first marathon, and I religiously uh, read a book by a guy called Bob Glover called The Runner's Handbook. And I've still got a copy of it now, although it's not the original copy. I, I, In a moment of madness, when I moved house a few years ago, I gave a lot of books away, and now I've started buying them all back again. <laughs> anyway... Um, Bob Glover's uh, Runner's Handbook. Bob said, when you get to 20 miles, you've got 6.2 miles or you've got 10k to go. And in your head, you know you can run 10k. And I'll be thinking about, Bob, when I get to the Minac, which will leave me, I don't know. I've probably done 40 miles by then. So might have four or five miles to go, depending on the nature of the course on the day. But I know what I'll be thinking. I'll be thinking, right, I've got less than 10k to go. And I know I can run a 10k. So, you know, that will be the message that I'll be, I'll be putting out to myself. So those four, four quarters I've broken up into. So the first quarter of the race for me is getting to a place called Marazion Cemetery. And that's the bit where uh, you come off the coastal path and you go onto the road section for about eight miles. And that's the bit where I'll be meeting my crew for the second time and I'll be changing my shoes. I'll have met them for the first time at 18 miles at Praar Sands. So I'll be changing my shoes and uh and I've got a <laughs> got a big crew list everything from somebody's got to interview me video wise just to check how I'm doing um someone's got to clean my glasses so yeah it's a, it, anyway there we go it's like a formula 1 crew stop uh, all the all the details um the second quarter for me then is the next is that 8 miles on the road and that takes me from Marizine Cemetery all the way up through Mausel to uh, Ragin, I can't even say it, Ragnin Hill, Raginish Hill, Ragnis Hill. Oh God, I can't say it, it's apologies to local residents. Um, anyway, that point on that hill <laughs> where it rejoins the coastal path. So I'll stop again, change my shoes again, back on the coastal path, all that sort of stuff. And that'll be an eight mile section and that to me is quarter two. So in a sense, I'll be thinking, right, halfway is when I set off from there. And then I've got the eight miles, which is the you know the the toughest bit on the coastal path, and I've I've wrecked it. And there are a few bits, and there's a there's a bit there's a hairy <laughs> it's going to be one there's a little hairy moment which I've mentioned I think before where you go around an outcrop and you think oh my god you know there's not much between me <laughs> and the drop into the ocean. So anyway, I hope I, I hope I don't uh, don't make the headlines for that reason. Um, and so I'll be going around there, and um, that is. To me, is the third quarter. And when I get to the Minac, um, uh, that will be the end of three quarters of the race, as far as I'm concerned. And there'll be about four or five miles to go, and then that will be the last quarter as well. So I think, you know, again, the other thing about the mindset is that it's very easy. And I, I went down to uh, PB Running in Hale yesterday to see the, the great Lloyd Purvis, who uh, is a seasoned classic quarter runner. And if you... Uh, if you don't watch Lloyd's Run for Adventure videos, then about he does some fantastic ones. He's not only got ones about races, but shoe reviews and kit reviews. It's just incredible. His his videos are just immense. So Run for Adventure on YouTube. Go and go and subscribe there. He's got loads of subscribers. It's a great, great channel. Um, anyway, I went to see Lloyd, picked up a couple of bits of stuff, but uh, and again, so you know, asking for some top tips. And one of me said to me, he said, Right, you've got to brief your crew. <laughs> And tell them to only share positive messages with you. So even if you're looking terrible, make sure they don't say that. Say, so, oh, God, you're looking terrible, Dad, you know. <laughs> no, I'm not. No, I'm not. Hey, you're looking great. Come on, fella. <laughs> so, you know, it is It is that kind of motivational thing, isn't it? And um, And, yeah. So... That's what I'm going to be doing mindset wise. I'm just going to be convincing myself. I'm going to and and I suppose the big thing for me is that when everybody says, you know, what, you know, what's going to happen on the day and I say, well, I'm going for a big day out. I'm going for a big day out. There's only one uh, timing thing I've got to keep an eye on and that is making sure that I get to the I'm 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 feeling confident that I'll get to the, you know, the cutoffs, the first two cutoffs, you know, okay. I've got to get to the third one at Minak, and you've got—I think he got 11 hours. It hasn't been fully confirmed yet, um, but I think I've got 11 hours to get there, and that's my only goal as far as time is concerned. Because once I get through that, then I can just take my time to the finish. If I have to, you know, crawl to the finish, I will there. Because I'm going—you know—I'm I'm, not—I'm not—I'm not doing this to not finish. You know, whatever happens. So I've got all that money I've been raising, and everything like that. So, yeah. That, <laughs> <laughs> so this is it. So the mindset starts to kick in. And, and, and it's all about positive thoughts. And what I'll be doing now in the next 17 days, I will be going meticulously over my crew plans. I've got a big ta- a table at home in my kind of sports room where I've now st- I've got a big map of the course, all the three mile sections marked out on it in post-it notes. And I've started to put all. I've got a list of all the things I need. I've started to put them on the end of that table. So I'm starting to gather everything that I need because you need quite a lot of kit for this. You know, a lot of it's compulsory kit, and quite rightly so. Um, So I'll be getting all that together as well. And and I'm just you know just going to stay positive. So if you want to help me stay positive, and you're listening to this podcast, then the best thing you can do is leave me a review. (laughs) Which, if you on your podcast app, if you're listening to this via your phone, then just when you find the Running 44 of 60 podcast, which clearly you've done because you're listening to this, if you just scroll down, um, you'll probably see two or three more episodes and keep scrolling down and then you'll get to the bit where you can leave a review and you can just click number of stars and leave a message. And that would be, that would be great because those sort of things, or if you want to message me via LinkedIn or Facebook or probably LinkedIn's best because I see that more often. But any motivational message you know, that you want to leave me would be really, really great at this stage because then you know, um, you know, that keeps me going. I've finished all the business masterclasses. Um, I'm still hoping you know, one or two more donations will come in because at the moment, um, my grand total, including Gift Aid, which is uh, currently running at about £340, I think, my grand total is now £5,816. It's not all showing on the Just Giving site because I've got one business workshop where I've invoiced it and I'm just waiting for the invoice to come through. But I'm, that's uh, from a very well-known firm of solicitors. So <laughs> I don't think there's going to be any problem getting the money uh, through in, a, in the next few days. So my original plan was, you know, my original mindset plan, you know, for raising the money was £100 a mile. And I remember then thinking, oh, my God, you know, what have I done here? You know, £4,400. And I when I contacted the Children's Hospice Southwest, I told them about my plan, and I said, "I'm going to get for you four thousand four hundred pounds, whatever. If I have to, if I raise, if I have to give it all to myself, it, you know, then that'd be great." Well, so far, um, I think my own contribution is not huge. Um, I've, uh, I won't say how much it is, but it's not as much as I thought it was going to be. And I've put occasional twenty quids in the pot you know, and things like that um, under pseudonyms just to keep things moving. But I've only done that, I have to admit, I've only done that a couple of times. I thought I was going to have to do it more times to, you know, keep things moving. (laughs) But I've only done that a couple of times. So if you're listening to this podcast and you've supported, uh, you know, the fund, that is absolutely fantastic. If you haven't and you think it's worth a tenner for all the information you're getting from this podcast, then please go to Just Giving, Google 44 at 60, Trevor Lee, and just give me a tenner, and mention that you're giving me a tenner because you've been listening to the podcast. That would be absolutely fantastic, and a great, you know, a great way of of, of you acknowledging that you're getting good value from this podcast. So there we go. Now I'm hoping to do um, at least one or two more episodes before the actual event itself. I'm going to do one sort of like a day or two before, that sort of thing, and I might get the odd guest on. If you'd like to come on, the, be a guest on the podcast between now and the Classic Quarter, talking about running, doesn't matter what you're doing in running, then, then, then do that. And then I also want to talk about my next running idea. Okay, so I'm going to throw this out there now. This is the first time I've mentioned this in a public place. <laughs> this, is, uh, this is a bit like the 44 at 60 announcement. Um, but someone said to me, so Trevor, what are you going to do when 44 at 60 is over? Because, you know, I have put a lot into this. <laughs> it has kind of taken over my whole life. So, uh, yeah, maybe my social life will improve a little bit when uh, 44 at 60 is over. Who knows? Anyway, um, I've got this plan uh, because what I have noticed when I've been out running is I've seen a lot of people out running my kind of age group, if you like, and a bit younger. You know, I keep forgetting how old I am. Um, but uh, <laughs> anyway, um, and I'm thinking, you know, a lot of them are running on their own. And I always say, and what I try and do when I'm out running, I always speak to people and I say, good morning, lovely day for a walk. You know, and it's funny, isn't it? Because some people are very receptive, and that gives me a chance sometimes. I also carry, when I've been out there, I've, I've I've sort of made these homemade 44 at 60 banners, and I've had them on my shorts and my hydration vest if I've been doing long distance, all that sort of stuff. And uh, <laughs> I've been wearing all this kit. And um, that reminds me, I'm going out with a running club tonight for seven miles. I must wear my... Uh, my hospice shirt tonight with a, the with a banners on that to remind anybody in my group who hasn't sponsored me. Um, so, yeah, I meet these people. But sometimes people are so miserable, aren't they? They just don't respond. They don't look up. They don't acknowledge you. They don't reply. I think, oh, God, you know, what's life all about? Come on. If you can get out there and walk or run as some of them do. I mean, most of the runners are fine. It's just the walkers sometimes, you know, Um Uh, And they, they, you know, they look miserable Well, come on, what is the point of being miserable? You know, you've got every day to live life And there's a lot of people who uh, can't do that So anyway, there we go, there's a little rant over So um, I've been out there talking about it, you know And sharing that and all that information And and just helping, you know, people, you know, move along So the idea is called Running Begins at 50 And uh, so 44 at 60 gets replaced with RB at Fifty. Now, the other, other, other moment that sort of inspired this was I was on a, a regular call with some old old mates from our sports college days, and one of them um, talk, mentioned asked me if I knew anything about Lonely Goats. And Lonely Goats, I'm sure most of you listening to this podcast will know, is a running club uh, for people who aren't members of a traditional running club, and it's the biggest running club in the UK, and it's been going a few years now. And you see, you know, people with Lonely Goat shirts turn up, and it's a community, really of runners who, and I thought, well, I wonder if there's an opportunity here to create a similar thing for people aged 50 plus. You know, because you get to 50 or 60 or whatever it is, but let's say 50 for argument's sake, and you probably, you know, you might your kids might have grown up, you know, your relationships might have changed, you know, all that sort of stuff, and you think, well, what am I going to do now? I've got a few years left of work before I can retire, or well, quite a few years do I, uh, you know, and I've, I've kind of, I enjoyed sport when I was younger, but I haven't really done anything for ages. And you, you're probably at a crossroads, isn't it? You probably turn right and you, which, which, uh, you know, all you do is get yourself a bigger telly and a, and, a, and, a, and a more Sky Sports subscription. Or you turn left and you sell the telly and you sell the sofa and you buy yourself a pair of running shoes and you think, right, oh, go running. But you probably are a bit put off by joining your local running club because you think you've got to be... 20 and lithe and f- run six-minute miles to join the running club, you know. <laughs> and I know that running clubs aren't like that, but it is a perception. And, and, you know, and it's difficult to overcome sometimes. So I'm wondering whether there's a, a uh, online community, a nationwide community that could be RB at 50, and uh, the plan would be to create a community around that, you know, with people who are doing Couch to 5K and Park Run and all that sort of stuff, and just to get people running uh, from 50 onwards. Hence the name Running Begins at 50. So uh, if you are listening to this and you've got some ideas on that, then you know, you know, just get in touch. Uh, you can email me, podcast at I'd be love to get to feel whether you think that's got legs or not, so to speak. Um, and the other thing is, it would tie in, you know, uh, Lonely Go, you know, they, uh, they do a fantastic job, but I'm not trying to replicate their model to a certain degree, because they work with big brands. And I think RB at 50 would have another couple of ambitions in mind. It would want to work with local running clubs. So it would promote local running clubs. So um, I'd be looking for all the local running clubs to, you know, so people could do a search on the website and um, they could find their local running club where they could go and get proper shoes fitted and all that sort of stuff. And I know the value, and I'm sure that most of you listening, of your local running club, you know, Initially, for me, it was at your pace in Helston, and now it's uh, PB running in Hale. And it's just, you know, it's just great because, you you know, you end up buying the right shoes and all that sort of stuff. Um, and you get great advice and probably don't. You don't spend, you don't pay a lot more, if anything more, to be honest, than you do for the big brands. And I'm going to give a shout out to PB running here because I ordered some shoes off them during lockdown when their shops, both their shops were shut, the other one at Roach in Cornwall. I knew exactly what I wanted and the size because I bought them before. And I was just replacing some shoes, really. And they sent me them within a day. And then in the box was all these goodies that they they put in, you know. um, And and it was what I call in business a surprise and delight factor. So there we go, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, Have a think about that. So, (laughs) right, I've rambled on a bit about I'll be at 50. But let me know what you think. So there we go. So I've got a few more podcasts to do between now and the Classic Quarter. But a final big shout-out to everybody who's been a, a tremendous supporter, a tremendous encourager of what's happened so far. This episode was all about mindset, and I'm feeling in a pretty good place now, mindset-wise, to go and nail this Classic Quarter. Yeah, um, I'm certainly not going to win the race. I'm not out to win the race. I'm out to enjoy my day. Have a fantastic, memorable day in the right way, hopefully. <laughs> yeah. And I'm going to be chatting on the route. So if you're there, I'll be talking. I'll be talking all the time. And if I'm not talking to you, I'll be talking to myself probably. <laughs> so I better not waste too much energy doing too much talking. All right, ladies and gentlemen, thanks very much for listening. Don't forget, if you want to, you know, if you think this is worth a tenner, go to my Just Giving site, 44 at 60, and, uh, and, and mention that you're, you know, you're a listener to the podcast. And do leave a podcast review. That would be fantastic. Right, see you soon. Thanks for listening.